Well, good morning, everybody. For those of you I do not know, my name is Mike. It's an honor to welcome you here to Nor'Star as we continue this series called Breakthrough. As Jeffrey said, we've walked these past few weeks over these areas in each of our lives that we need a breakthrough. Why do we need a breakthrough? We only need a breakthrough when we feel trapped. We only need a breakthrough when we don't think there's a way out. We only need a breakthrough when we feel like we have been confined into something and we don't know how to get out of it. We don't need a breakthrough when life is easy. We don't need a breakthrough when life is good. We don't need a breakthrough when life is simple. We need breakthroughs when we don't see other options. We need breakthroughs when we feel like I have gotten myself into something and I don't know what to do. Well, today we continue that series. So, do two things. Number one, if you got the app, go ahead and open that app up. Uh, easiest way to follow along, North Star Church, Georgia, in the App Store. You can download it right on your phone. If not, if you wanna take notes, we got a lot we're gonna talk about today because this topic of anxiety is real, right? How many of you would say sometime in 2020, I felt anxious about something? Raise your hand, all right? How many of you said 2020 gave me enough I should raise both my hands. Y'all feel that way? I mean, 2020 was loaded with anxious moments, right? You didn't know what was coming. You didn't know what was coming around the corner. You didn't know what the next bit of news was gonna be. Anxiety is a real thing. So let, let me pause right here at the top, okay? For some, anxiety is, is clinical. I mean, it's something that you, you feel like, okay, I can do all these things, but yet it's like I'm climbing out of a hole and this ladder we're gonna talk about today doesn't get me to the top. You need to talk to some man. I hope we believe that Christian counselors are there for a reason. And if you say today, Mike, I, I, I feel like after we hit today, I, I need more, all right? Email me. My email is on the website or there's a billboard, I think, with my cell phone number somewhere on 41. All right, you can, you can get in touch with, just kidding, but you can get in touch with me really, really easy and I'll point you the right direction. But anxiety's real and it's, it's not a sin. So don't feel like this. Anxiety is not a sin. Anxiousness is not a sin. What it can cause in our lives, though, can be. So let's talk about it. Real quick, just so we have a, a framework and a definition. Look at this first thing on anxiety. It's right there in your outline. Anxiety is a persistent and severe worry that is almost disproportionate to what's going on. It's a problem. It begins with a problem, but it goes to something that's not even the problem, right? And, and we can find ourselves obsessing over things. We can find ourselves taking it from point A to point Z, and some of this is personality. Some of you are wired that direction. What begins as something really small, you can make it very disproportionate to the next, to the next step. So we can go from, it could be this small little detail to in our minds, our anxiousness comes from, well, that must mean this, right? And that's something that's real. That is, that is anxiousness, moving into anxiety. But look at the second thing. Anxiety stems from uncertainty. <laughs> um, so let's just lay the framework. How many of you would say, I am a control freak and I like to be in control at all times? Raise your hand. We had a hand go up and I hadn't even finished the statement yet. 
major control issues, all right? So here's the problem with that. The problem with that is you're never in control. True? You're never in control. You wanna be, you think you are, but one call, one email, one text can remind you very quickly you are not in control. And anxiety stems from uncertainty. And listen, our, our life is filled with uncertainty. Uncertainty about our future, uncertainty about our children, uncertainty about our finances, uncertainty about our jobs, uncertainty about our health. I mean, you could just fill in the blank. Life's full of uncertain moments. And anxiety stems from those things. But look at the third part of that. Anxiety can become so intense that it dominates a person's thoughts, feelings, actions, preventing them from living a normal life. So all of these things begin to control us. That's where we get in trouble. Worries come and go. Anxiety pitches a tent. Worries are there and they pass. Anxiety bleeds into everything in our lives. We're gonna talk about a story today out of the life of Christ with somebody that was one of his friends that struggled with anxiousness. She struggled with anxiety, and I think her life's pretty typical of our lives. Now, let me, let me set the top. We live in a world, right, that does not make handling this easy, right? We are super connected, we're super digital, we know a lot about what's going on in other people's lives. If I had done this message in 1997 when the church started and doing it in 2021, it's a different world, right? 1997, I had a beeper, all right? I had a beeper, take that, and I didn't sell drugs, all right? I had a beeper, right? I had a beeper, that's what I wore, and I was like, oh, I'm so, I'm so connected, I'm so connected. And now it moved from beeper to cell phone, and now your phone's never off, is it? And not only did I hear you went on vacation, I saw where you went on vacation, and it's nicer than where I went. I saw what you bought your kids for Christmas. That's better than what I bought. And all of a sudden, we've got new ways of being anxious. Anxiousness is not new. And we're gonna read about it today. Would you stand with me today as we honor reading God's word together? We're gonna be in Luke chapter 10. I'll give you a second to get there. Luke chapter 10, right there at the beginning of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke is where we're gonna be camping out and reading this morning. It's one of the gospels. Um, these writers, these disciples, remember the stories that happened? God laid it on their heart to pass on these stories. They're not all the stories, but there's some of them. And there's a breakthrough that's about to happen. Breakthroughs always begin with a problem. Remember that. Breakthroughs always begin with a problem. Here we go. Luke 10, verse 38. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. And a woman named Martha, this is big now, welcomed him into whose house? Her house. Most likely, it was Martha's idea to have these guys over for dinner. Because every time Jesus arrived, it was a plus 12 moment, right? 
when Jesus came, there were 12 traveling with him. All the disciples were in tow. So Martha knows this, and it sounded good to invite her, invite for her to invite them into her house. But it doesn't stay good. Look at verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. Now that is precious to everybody but Martha, all right? And so Martha does not like this. Martha would like to worship Jesus later. Not now, because I got work to do. Verse 40, this is so good. But Martha was, what's that word? With much serving. Martha's anxiety stemmed from she had so much to do to take care of this dinner. And she went up, this is, you're talking about bold. This is bold. She went up to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Now, get the picture. Jesus is teaching in the room. Typically, only men would sit at Jesus' feet, but we find Mary sitting at Jesus' feet. So I think Martha thinks Jesus is gonna agree with her. Jesus, do you not care that my sister has left me here to do all the work? Now, this is Martha to Jesus. Tell her then to do what? What's that word? She bossing Jesus around. How many of y'all know Martha? Raise your hand. All right, don't point, all right, but you know one. You know somebody like this. I mean, she is so wrapped up in what's going on. She said, tell my sister to help me. This is ridiculous. Look at what Jesus goes on to say, but the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. Here's the crux of the morning. You are anxious and troubled about many things. Martha, the problem isn't Mary. The problem is what? You. Go to goes on to say. But one thing is necessary, and Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Would you pray with me? God, speak to us. God, teach us. God, show us. We give you permission to step into our lives today, and I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys can be seated. If you're in the room, if you're watching online, hope you got a pen or pencil, uh, something to thumb with if you're thumbing into your phones today. So let me just give a little, little, little thought here at the top. Um, I grew up with the most wonderful mother in the world. I love my mom. She's gone on to be with the Lord. But my mom, I, when I teach Martha, I wanna say Ann, because my mom's name was Ann. That was my mom. She, if we had company coming over, you were in trouble before you got out of bed in the morning. You didn't even know what you had done, but the minute you came up for breakfast, because she would get so consumed by what was happening that she lost sight of what we were doing. And she, we would laugh about it, we would joke about it, Afterwards, I had PTSD for many years, all right, because of Martha. I had, I, I had some struggles. Why does that happen? Why can 
what starts with something good end up being something bad. Here, here's how it always begins. Anxiety always begins with a concern. We're concerned about something. So what was Martha's overwhelming concern? I want you to write this down. I think she wanted to put on a good dinner for Jesus and impress him. It was her idea. I think she wanted to put on something good for Jesus. So yes or no, was wanting to do something nice for Jesus a good thing, yes or no? Yes, I agree. It was a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it was natural. I understand it. The problem was it didn't just stay a concern. Look at this. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. That concern really began to play out in all different ways. There are lots of things to be concerned about in this life, right? There are concerns we know about today in January that don't even exist yet that we're gonna face in March. We don't even know they're coming. We don't even know. Have you ever had somebody say, I wish I knew the future. I wish somebody could tell me the future. I don't wanna know the future, right? I got enough trouble right now. I don't need to, don't tell me what's coming in April. I don't need to know that, right? I'll, I'll just handle, to, I'll take today. I'll live in a day-sized compartment. Anxiety always begins to breed itself in a natural concern. Concerns are part of life. And depending on the area of life we're in, those concerns change. So uh, we'll, take, we'll take financial concerns. When the market crashed in 07, 08, well, that was... That was 12, almost 13 years ago. I didn't really think a lot about it. My dad talked about it all the time. I didn't think a lot about it. When we began to see the market turn earlier this year and go downward, well, now that I'm 51, I thought about that a little different than I did 10, 15 years ago, right? It begins with a concern, but here's what, here's what happened. Here's the trouble. That's where we're gonna spend our time. Number two, it consumes us. We get consumed with it. All of a sudden, that, that concern isn't just a concern about that. Now, that concern is affecting everything. So, let, let's just say this. Anxiety is not a sin. To be anxious isn't a sin. What anxiety can cause, if it goes unchecked, can cause sins. Take the word binge, binge, fill in the blank. Shopping, watching, drinking, whatever. The, the, the problem isn't the anxiousness. The problem is, is when it consumes us and we can't think about anything else. It's like the whole world, the problem isn't even the problem anymore. Anxiety's the problem, right? And that's what happened to Martha. The she wanted to, she just wanted to impress Jesus and she wanted to take care of Jesus. And look at the way Jesus said to her, and I love this, it's so good. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, 
If your parents ever said your name twice, were they, was there a good statement about to come behind it? Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled. Now this is interesting. I've never noticed this before about many things. You know what I think Jesus knew about Martha? This wasn't just relegated to that dinner. It was something Martha dealt with all the time. It probably came up in conversations. It probably came up when they were hanging out at Martha and Mary's house with her and Lazarus. Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. Here's what anxiety does when it consumes us. I want you to write this down. It is, it is a robber. It is a robber, and it robs you of joy and peace. The opposite of anxiety is peace. When you are anxious, there is no peace. You have no clarity. You have no comfortability. You, you are overwhelmed, right? And it can be with something that in the beginning of it is so small, but yet it becomes so big. And then other times it is something big that becomes even bigger. And it just, it just does us in, right? And it robs us. So what did it do? What did it do for Martha? It robbed her of her own joy and peace. She couldn't even enjoy having Jesus over for dinner. She didn't hear what he said. So when Martha was ramped up, right, and that anxiety now is fleshing out his anger and is breeding out his anger towards her sister, do you think Martha... Now, this is, we're, now, we have no idea the answer to this, but I think I know. Do you think Martha remembers anything Jesus said? I bet she don't remember a word. Jesus could have unpacked the greatest story, but she was so wrapped up and hacked off. It's a Greek word. Hacked off with Mary. She is hot with Mary. She missed it. Not only was it affecting her own joy and peace, it reflected in her relationship with her sister. See, anxiety worries, think about this, worries we tend to keep to ourselves. Anxiety won't stay to yourself. It always comes out somehow in an action. One of Martha's actions was to lash out at Mary, all right? Had Mary done anything wrong? No, Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. It was wrong to Martha because Mary wasn't helping her. That was the deal. And it affected her relationship with Mary. Now, real quick, do you think this was the first time this happened with Mary? No. Mary had been dealing with this her whole life probably. But it was affecting her relationship with Mary. And the third part is it affected her relationship with Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, seriously? Tell her to help me. So now Martha has allowed a problem, getting dinner ready, to cause her not to hear what Jesus has to say. Have you ever sat in church? All right, this is gonna be the ultimate confession moment. If you're watching online, you're getting off scot-free because I can't see you. But how many of you have ever been in church 
but there's been something else going in your life that's consumed you that you were anxious about and you don't remember anything about church. This is, this is truth telling and if you lie, shame on you, all right? How many of y'all would say that's true of you? Isn't it funny that we can, Ann, did you raise your hand? Okay, very good. All right, so it, it, can, it can get us, right? It can get us and it consumes us and it wraps us up and it can affect our relationship with Jesus. And then when it's over, we're like, why did that get me so bad? Why did that small thing become so big? The hard part is life's got some big things coming. And if we don't handle the small ones, the big ones will really get us. So on the phone last night with a sweet little couple at North Star going through something that last Sunday when they listened to the message, they had no idea they'd be facing this week. It can affect our relationship with Jesus. And number three, we've got to choose. We've got to choose. Anxiety always comes with a choice. Anxiety always comes with a choice. It's the prison that I lock myself in. That's the hardest part. So I want you to think about this. Mary chose what was better. What was better? Well, Jesus was. Right? Jesus was better. Mary chose what was better. So I want you to think about this. Maybe, maybe this will help the whole morning come together. Yes or no? Does life present us lots of challenges? Yes. We, we've learned that. Good grief. We don't even have to go through them. Kids, finances, jobs, marriage. I mean, and, and you, could, you could do subcategories of all those things. They're all out here, and all of them, all of them are waiting to take you in. Some of you are parents, and your kids are at home, and you're like, well, when I get them out of the house, I won't have to parent them anymore. Uh, okay, all right, let me know how that turns out, right? You'll never stop being their parent. You're never, and you're only gonna be as happy as your saddest child. So it, you're, you're in. When, when you welcome into that nursery, you're stuck with them, all right? I mean, they're, going, they're, they're hanging around. So we got all these things out here, and every one of those categories can consume us. If you're a coach in the room, you, you can get consumed with what a scoreboard looks like and forget why you coach. Sat on, sat on a call two weeks ago with a group of college coaches uh, with their coaching staff, and we talked about this. This sounds good till the first game starts and all of a sudden the scoreboard dictates it. It's all out here. It can be that. It can be our kid's future. It can be our job. What's gonna happen? It's all out here. Every day, every day, I've gotta choose to lock eyes with Jesus and walk towards him. Every day. He gives peace. This 
causes anxiousness. Does that make sense to everybody? All of these uncontrollables. What's gonna happen in our country? What's gonna happen in our world? What's going all these things. I can't control them. They're all out here. Where I lock my eyes will determine so much of my life. I've gotta choose Jesus. I'm either gonna focus on this or I'm gonna focus on him. Mike Lynch makes a determination about how my day's gonna go in the first 15 minutes. If my phone comes up and I go to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, I've determined where I've set my eyes for the day. If my phone comes up and I get in God's word that's unchanging and pointed and satisfying, it changes my day. If I get in my truck to head into the office and I go to sports talk or news, are the Braves gonna re-sign Ozuna? Big issues of the world, right, that we all live in. They're all out here. Or am I gonna put on a song that's gonna set the tone for my day? It's a choice. Mary made the right one. My challenge to you, turn down the world, turn up Jesus. We can't not live in the world, we're in the world. We're gonna live in it. It's all, all, none of those are bad things as long as they don't put me in their prison cell and tell me I gotta stay. Would you pray with me? Boy, for some of us today, it's, uh, we need a breakthrough. Mm. We need a breakthrough. I pray today that your breakthrough will come after your focus on Jesus. Because that is the game changer. Would you just sit and let the Lord talk to you? When Seth and Steph sing this song here in just a moment, some of you may need to stand to your feet in acknowledgement of the Lord that you're speaking to me. You may need to raise your hands. You may need to get on your knees. You may just need to sit there and just soak in the words because God has something for you today.